Hi, my name is Ava Langridge, and I'm here to help you become a climate activist. On this episode of Let's Talk Climate, we have guest speaker Kat Ruland, also known as Climate Cat. She is joining me in London today to chat about her experience with sustainability at university, climate news, and why social media is crucial to climate education. We also cover the use of comedy in the climate crisis to remind the value of optimism. Hi, Kat. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Ava? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to, to have this conversation. Hi, I'm Kat Ruland. Um, what she her pronouns. I'm a university student at the University of Edinburgh studying economics and environmental studies. I also make some TikToks sometimes. How did you get involved in environmentalism? Tell us, tell us your story, your journey. I think in 2019, that was like a big wave of like mm-hmm. environmental movement like that, that was a big movement of climate action mm-hmm. and that is like basically when I joined in there were so many people at my school that were involved in it and I sort of just bandwagoned off of that but ever since then I've just sort of continued that movement and t- taken that momentum to get more and more involved in climate action climate movement you just said that you were at the University of Edinburgh did your environmentalism shift when you transitioned into university yeah I would say it did but like not in the way that I thought it would I thought when I came into university that I would find all these people that were really involved in the environmental movement and that I would join all these people and it would be like great like this whole thing but it was actually like the complete opposite of that when I came to university if anything I met more people that really just did not care Mm. about climate change Mm -hmm. and that really shifted my perspective about the entire movement because it's really opened my eyes to how we need to cater to the people who don't really care that much Mm. because we need to get more people involved in the movement and as much as you know you want to be make friends you want to connect with the people that also care about climate change and climate action we also need to be connected with people that don't necessarily care about it not people that don't believe in it but people that just don't really care I think I was quite shocked when I came to university that people like don't care about recycling. Honestly, shocked. But I think it's even been for the better because now I sort of, I, I know better how to connect with those people. And I think it's definitely shifted me and improved my perspective and my ways to connect with those people. Do you have a specific story and example of when this, this happened? It's just little things. Like I was in obviously like most people in accommodation in my first year of university and those uni- the university accommodation provided us with like mm. a compost bin, a paper bin, a glass bin, uh, like general waste bin. But people just didn't actually like was like use the bins properly, mm-hmm. and that I was just like, wow, like there are clear labels on all the bins, and people just don't use them properly. And I'm like, wow, how are we actually gonna solve climate change? It, it's understandable that some people don't, but it's it's not understandable that people aren't making the effort to learn, especially if you have been told how to do it or taught how to do it and you just don't make the effort from that. Do you have any advice for university students or just, you know, students in general trying to be more involved in the climate movement? Easiest thing you can do is obviously just join a university society. I feel like every university is going to have some kind of climate action group nowadays. I mean, at the University of Edinburgh, there are loads. Are you a part of any? Yeah, 
I mean, I'm actually part of the Ocean Advocates. <laughs> I'm, I'm the treasurer of the Ocean Advocates. And that was so funny because I maybe signed up to do that at two o'clock in the morning, walking back from <laughs> my nightclub. But it's been the best thing ever. Like, I went to my first like beach cleanup like yeah. two weeks ago. And it's like the most therapeutic thing ever. I, right? I, I love it so much. I was lazy in first semester and didn't do anything, even though I literally am like on the committee for, mm-hmm. for, for the society but like, I'm, I'm going every week now like yeah it, they're great even um I mean it completely depends on your university but also taking modules in mm. climate change in climate education climate change in general in terms of the applications is so incredibly broad at university I've taken a whirlwind of modules to do with it I mean this this semester I'm taking like a philosophy of climate change class and that is so whack but like you can also find some more um in-depth ones and more ones that are suited to your interests mm-hmm. i'm studying earth sciences and this year um well next year i'm gonna get to do a lot more climate change focused modules but unfortunately that means this year there's a lot of geology and studying rocks that's mm. involved so it's a fun it's a fun little time but um i'm keeping the bigger picture in mind you study economics yeah how does that affect your role in the climate movement? I wouldn't say it like majorly affects it, but it's just coming from like a different perspective. I think everyone has their own like role in the environmental movement and your interests shouldn't change it. I feel like so many people think that you have to like study environmental studies or you have to study environmental science and to, to go into a career in the, in the like environmental movement. But you really don't need to. We sort of, we need the people we need like the politicians, we need the engineers, we need the the psychologists and the and the economists. We need everyone, literally from every subject. We need people who are specialising in climate change in the realm of academia. And so for me, I want to go into environmental economics. And so I wouldn't say studying economics has changed it massively because I know that that exists and that is very much like a a study in economics. A lot of people confuse finance and economics. So when I tell people that I study economics with environmental studies, I get a lot of the reaction that like that's completely contradictory. Like why mm. that's so weird. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's not weird. Like so so much of policy is affected by economics mm-hmm. that you, you need economists who are specialised in climate change, environmental studies, that kind of stuff, in order to make climate policy, environmental policy, to make that work. And capitalism isn't going anyway, yeah, away anytime exactly. soon, unfortunately. So if we want things to change, we need people from yeah. within the system to create that change, which mm. is why it's so important to have environmental economists. Yeah. You are a content creator, you create TikToks, mm-hmm. and you have an Instagram, and it's all climate related. How did you become a content creator? Just one day I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, so I was, I've been creating TikToks on like a personal account for a while. Like, I, I, I think more people from that know me personally know me through my personal account, but it wasn't really going anywhere. The main reason I decided that I wanted to start making these climate change TikToks is just because I love making TikToks. And I just thought, let's just make TikTok about something that I am really passionate about, mm-hmm. see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And then that's just where I've got to today, basically. The way that you make climate information lighthearted, digestible, makes it easier to be aware of what's going on without having 
the side effect of eco-anxiety. You don't sugarcoat anything, though. How do you stay positive about a topic that seems, and quite frankly is, quite dire? You have to focus on the good. The reality of climate change is that it's not really going anywhere, but there are so many positive positive news stories out there that just focus on the good and just I think just getting involved in the climate movement is just the best way to not feel negative about it Mm -hmm. meet people with similar interests to you who also care about the environmental movement take action against it for me that is making tiktoks like (laughs) like through tiktok I've met so many other great creators who also have the same views that we need to focus on the good and they're also sharing the good. I think that momentum of meeting people who also share similar content, it just makes me happy and it makes me positive about how the world's going, even if it is a sad reality. There's community there, right? There's exactly. the opportunity, just like you said, to make those connections and find the people that are in the same space as you. Yeah, like the internet in general is a great way to... Yeah, I mean, it's such an accessible way to meet new people that yes. share that same perspectives and opinions and values. So within your content, mm-hmm. you share a lot of climate news. Mm-hmm. Just recently, you talked about how wealthy countries... Um, they call themselves climate leaders like the UK are actually massively contributing to the climate crisis. I mean, recently you just created a TikTok that talks about how there have been hundreds of bids on gas sites in the North Sea. Yeah. You also have reoccurring stories like Shell and their contribution to the climate crisis. I mean, just a couple of days ago, um, they came out with their profits of 2022 and it was in an obscene number of 40 million 40 billion sorry dollars um of profit in 2022 alone so you hear the phrase that as individuals we are not responsible for the climate crisis and that big corporations and institutions and governments are actually the ones responsible Mm. in the grand scheme of things that simply isn't true. I think we all equally contribute and everyone plays a role. Everyone has a position. Yeah. And yes, these governments and bigger corporations are the ones primarily contributing to it. But we are the consumers of these corporations and institutions. Yeah. How do you think individuals can create systemic change? There's only so much change an individual can make and therefore you have to... S- you really have to focus on collective action, joining other, like like I said before, joining community, have the same values as you do. And then when you act together, that is how you create the most like scalable change. Volunteer in your local community, find your local climate groups, or even like national ones as well. Um, Are you for the climate? <laughs> I use the climate. <laughs> um, Link in bio. <laughs> I think systemic change is a, is a difficult one because the systems around us are not built to necessarily listen to the individual. The individual, yeah. So you, you need to be part of a larger collective in order to actually create change. There's a misconception that individuals can't create systemic change because it's it's the governments, the institutions, and the cor- large corporations that are the ones that dictate systems. But in reality, we're the consumer, we're the participants. We create that demand. 
I recently just came across what I believe is to be one of my favorite climate news stories ever. Hmm. It was a it was a BBC article titled The Paper Mill Using Elephant Poo to Go Greener. You collaborate with PK to share stories on climate solutions. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most impactful stories that you you have come across? I mean, my favorite ones from PK are always the ones that are a bit more out there. Like they did one fairly recently about how you know, feeding seaweed to cows is a climate solution, which <laughs> the title itself sounds so weird, but it actually doesn't make a lot of sense when you like read further into it. It's about methane. And yeah, methane. like it's yeah. if you give food to cattle, which is easier to digest, like less methane is emitted, which like as like that phrase makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it's those little um like clickbaity titles that are like so funny <laughs> and it's like what i don't know that's what i tried to capitalize on with pk but i love that one uh, but just like generally I, I love their content so much um another resource product project drawdown have you heard of that Tell me. really recommend going to that it's like a me- well it's like a website of 100 climate change solutions okay which I mean, it's like a proper thing with which scientists have worked on going through the scenarios of of these climate solutions and how much impact they can have in terms of like gigatons of mm-hmm. carbon dioxide or just like greenhouse gases saved. Um, and it really goes to show that the climate change, the solutions to climate change really are out there. We just need to, we just need to enact them. We need governments to be like, okay, we're not just making promises, we're taking action. Climate solutions are out there, but we just need our governments to enact on them. And Mm. as individuals, we need to demand for these governments to enact on them. Yeah. What would you say to someone who doesn't know if they should choose to be a part of the climate movement? I think I would just, first of all, break down what is stopping people, individual people, from joining the climate movement. I think for some people, they think it's some big thing that they're scared of doing scared of like taking that step to take climate action so once you break down that wall of what is stopping you it's so much easier just to get involved like we said before we need the everyday people to get on the streets and be demanding change systems are built of a variety of different people right so for there to be systemic change we need different types of people mm-hmm. with different backgrounds to create that change right it has to be diversified yeah there's no way that one type of person is going to there's no way that multiple like a whole group of the same type of person is actually going to create change mm-hmm. it needs to be from all over the country from all over the world different backgrounds to get governments get companies to hear people's voices if you don't know what your role is in the climate movement, but you're an artist, maybe what you can do is create art that inspires change. Or if you're a surfer, you can create a movement or a campaign or something along those lines where you go out and collect ocean waste um, on your next surf session. All that matters is that you are taking action in the space that you are qualified and skilled in. Nobody is perfect. This all or nothing approach to environmentalism is pointless because it's what stops people from even joining in the first place. And as a climate activist myself, I can tell you that I am so far from perfect. I make mistakes on a daily basis. So Get rid of this concept that you need to be a perfectionist and you need to do everything perfectly just to associate yourself with the climate movement. Yeah, just try. 
take your skills and adapt them to the climate movement. Yeah. I think when people think of the word climate activist, they think that means like Greta Thunberg, but it doesn't have to be that big. Like anyone can call themselves a climate climate activist as long as you're trying to make change to the climate movement. Like you don't have to be protesting every single weekend. You don't have to be writing books. It's, It's not like some big thing that people think it is. It can just be every weekend you're just going out by yourself, picking up a a few pieces of litter on the street. Like, you don't have to be using loads of energy to call yourself a climate activist. You can just be, you know... Doing the simple things. Doing the simple things. We don't need a handful of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing it imperfectly. I think that, like, summarises it up perfectly. We don't need people... We don't need, like thousands of Greta Thunbergs we need millions of everyday people taking small bits of climate action as long as you're doing your genuine best that's really all that matters and honestly all that you can do so just try just start somewhere start small and I can guarantee you that it's going to build over time you're going to build momentum and you're going to want to do the next best thing and give it a little while and who knows you might end up being a much bigger climate activist than you thought. What is the biggest mistake that you have made as a climate activist and how would you have done it differently if you could go back? I would say not starting sooner. I think I was so, like we said before, there was so much stopping me from joining and wanting to make like big change, like getting on social media and starting it and starting the, the digital account, starting to want to influence more people to take to make change I think I was just so scared of what people were going to think about it but once I did it I was like what what was stopping me from actually doing that like who actually cares at the end of the day um and if you think that people are going to care that you take that you care about the environment you care about recycling you care about whatever you're interested in people don't it's not that deep um (laughs) it's really not it's really not (laughs) like well thank you so much Kat for joining us today I had a really good time catching up uh, with you I appreciate you joining us today so yes thank you so much for having me (laughs) (laughs) it was a blast (laughs) 